Whoa. I mean, look, I want to let everyone know that I am adhering to the strict journalistic standards of Ethan Klein and the H3 podcast. I wouldn't just, I mean, this isn't like just going to some hate subreddit and pulling stuff out of context and then repeating it on your show for hundreds of thousands of people. This is true. Ethan Klein, investigative journalism. This is the gold standard. Taylor Lorenz only dreams of having the insanely accurate journalistic integrity of Ethan Klein and the H3 podcast crew. I mean, it's not like they've doxed people of the wrong people multiple times or taken things out of context and tried to ruin people's lives or cheer for deplatforming. No, no, no. This is the gold standard. In reporting, I just, I'm just appalled. I am just appalled. I can't even read some of these tweets. It's awful. This is obviously, this is Ethan Klein tweeting this 100% in context. I don't know what he's saying here. Even though Jeffrey, you know, that Jeffrey committed horrible crimes. I do still miss him on nights like this for his warmth and camaraderie. Rest in peace, old friend. Wow. Yikes. Not something I'd want. Certainly, I've tweeted some horrible, horribly dumb things in my past and got rightfully roasted for them. But, I mean, wow. You can see some of the comments. You're not surprised that Ethan Klein turns out to be a big fan of Jeffrey. Oof. Yikes. Again, gold standard reporting here. Uh, and the meltdown, and he's, he's been on a complete meltdown all day too, which we're going to get to. But I just want to show you some of the, a little, I mean, again, premium journalistic integrity here. People are going to say the N-word on Twitter. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to accept for the cause of free speech. Well, we know Ethan loves saying the N-word, hard R. There's like compilations of the guy saying it in multiple occasions and probably, I don't know, 50 or 100 times in total. So I'm this. people sent this to me. I'm like, eh. Ethan, we know Ethan likes saying the N-word. We also know how he feels about black people. He thinks because they're, he's spoken in the past about bodyguards being inherently more scary because they were black. Um, so we know how he feels about black folks. So that doesn't really surprise me. But then, whew, this one. You know, Jelaine, you know, Jeffrey's little feeder. He wrote that she's an extremely decent woman who I had the pleasure of meeting several years ago. Interesting, Ethan. It's a shame how she's been demonized and ran over by the press. Free her. Oof, yikes. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you have to look for the context. This was, this was something. I don't know. I mean, I'm adhering to the gold standard of the H3 podcast and Ethan Klein in journalism. And the tweet is right here. It's not doctored. It's live on the internet right now. Everything. I have archives of everything. I, I mean, obviously, he's a big fan of, you know, the Jeffster. And, and Geely, I don't know what he probably be called her, but when he's spending time with her, uh, you know, interesting being unbanned and then, whew, gosh, maybe he was getting suspended be, to, 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 to hide those things. Have I kept the bit up long enough? I mean, I'm just holding him to the exact same journalistic integrity standards he holds everybody else to who he makes videos about. So I don't know. I mean... Are these the, are these like the 9-11 of tweets? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, are these tweets worse than that? I, I, I mean, I don't know, but 
Ooh. Now, we all know that he uh, had his live show and it looked very packed. And let me just say, like, all, all jokes aside, he looks like he's getting healthier. I don't, like, no joke. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, somebody who battles with that a little bit, too, clearly, too. I'm happy that he seems to be getting healthier. So I'm happy for him. He, uh, he was unbanned on Twitter yesterday and he immediately went in on Elon Musk. Now, we all know that he doesn't like Elon Musk, mostly because he thought he could solve world hunger instead of buying Twitter. Now, he's not mad about Jeff Bezos having a bunch of money. Um, he's not mad about you know any, anybody else in the world having a bunch of money. It's Elon Musk could have solved world hunger. I didn't know people could eat money, but apparently Ethan Klein thinks they can. I don't know what the nutritional value of eating money is. I've always heard it's pretty dirty. Um, but, you know, he gets on November 7th, just hours after Elon launched the first attempt at adding verification badges on Twitter, Ethan Klein received a ban for impersonating the site's new CEO, a direct violation of the platform's rules. I'm surprised that DeSerto reported it this way. But yes, what he was doing was a direct violation of the site's rules. It is not, it was not Elon getting personally butthurt about it. Now, did he press the button? I don't know. People seem to think he did. I, I'm pretty sure there are people around him. Uh, but yes, he then went on to get his wife's account banned in, in this just unhinged meltdown. By the way, I wonder if um, if uh, Hila Klein is back. I wonder. Let's check here. She, I mean, she should be back too, right? Uh, yep. Okay, so she's back too. We back. By the way, again, I don't bring. I, I'm not like a a low life like some like the. I do have some standards that even exceed the journalist integrity of the H three podcast. Um, I you know I got nothing against Hila. Wish her the best. Don't like people bringing her into stuff, even you know unless she creates news. But now Ethan has returned to Twitter and had a few choice words for Mr. Musk during his H3's live show. By the way, look at that crowd. Again, impressive. That's a lot of people. So impressive for, uh, for Ethan Klein. But wow, so white. The entire crowd is white. There's not a single black person there to see him. Not very diverse, Ethan Klein. You probably should have given tickets to POCs first. Now, I don't know. Maybe if you squint, I, I can't, I don't know. But it looks like there's maybe 300 people there. That's pretty good. I guarantee I couldn't get that many people to show up to a live show for me. Although he also also had Hassan there uh, as they reenacted the crucifixion, some sort of blasphemous stuff. Again, I'm not a very religious person, but, you know, again, this is him leading into these like cringe, uh, offensive jokes. Now, of course he's back and still doesn't un understand free speech. He's promptly been suspended again. Um, you know, see, they got me. He put, he had changed his username again. He went back to impersonating Elon Musk again. In my opinion, they should have just suspended him again because I mean, come on. Um, you know, Tesla's just been formed by the NHTSA that our cars pose an imminent threat to all drivers and demanding we recall all vehicles with autopilot. Again, uh, it's just a, a lie, right? And then it gets fact-checked. This tweet was created by the YouTuber and podcaster H3H3 Productions. Seeing the tweet on a timeline hides the parody at the end of his name and does not show the second tweet in the thread. 
He was previously suspended for doing a similar account change. Quoting Time Magazine. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really understand. You know, and yeah, he doesn't like Jordan Peterson. Good for him. He's, he's of course, entitled to do that. But uh, yeah, these tweets on the, on the timeline. <sighs> Ouch. trying to mix up the topics today but there's obviously always a bunch of news about elon musk and twitter this time this story involves old mr beast possibly taking over as ceo now what a lot of people don't know is you know jimmy runs a pretty big company he clearly runs things at scale and he has a lot of money and he has a lot of insight as a content creator i don't know how he is as a boss or a leader of people but it's an interesting conversation going on. On top of that, a bunch of accounts were unsuspended today, including Ethan and Neela Klein and a bunch of other people. And some more spicy news is going on. I did a video yesterday. Not many people tuned in, but uh, on, a, on a channel fundraiser. I just want to give everyone an update. We are at 87% of the goal. Um, this is for helping uh, military dogs military rescue um many of them need expensive heartworm treatments and things of that nature when they come back to the united states uh, from areas like you know bosnia afghanistan all sorts of stuff like that right there i'm gonna leave the link in the description if you're in a position to please consider it today now interesting story elon musk responds to Mr. Beast's question to become the next Twitter CEO. Now, a lot of people probably say like, you know, like this probably isn't going to happen or whatever, but I don't know. You know, he, like Mr. Beast has like sneaky, uh, sneaky good talent set, right? He understands what it takes to create viral content. He understands especially what YouTubers and video content creators might want. Um, you know, that might be the other thing, right? Like for the integration of video, what we might want as creators or viewers, what they might want after posting a poll on December 18th, asking if he should step down as Twitter CEO, Elon Musk confirmed that it will happen as soon as he finds a suitable replacement. Since then, many have attempted stepping up to the plate, including MySpace founder and former CEO, Tom Anderson, which was a kind of a funny timeline, um, I don't remember the fall of MySpace, to be honest with you. I loved MySpace. I still think, like, in terms of social media, it was by far the best. Why did it never make a comeback? I don't remember what happened at the end there. It was fun. Like, I was in a band, so I would upload my band's music, and I would, do, you know, do all that kind of stuff. It was fun. Anyway, the latest to throw their hat in the ring is YouTuber Jimmy Donaldson, also known as Mr. Beast, and Elon Musk has already shared his thoughts on it. Mr. Beast threw his hat into the CEO ring in a December today and a tweet today. Can I be the new Twitter CEO? He asked. It quickly went viral with hundreds of thousands of interactions. And Elon Musk has already shared his thoughts, saying it's not out of the question. Fans of the YouTuber and other high-profile accounts responded to Mr. Beast's idea as well. Buy it and then give it away. I can see how I can see the video now. Holy moly. Uh, YouTuber Eric replied, Vouch, probably not a horrible idea, to be honest. All this comes days after Elon revealed he's going to step away. Like, Mr. Beast isn't the first influential influencer to pitch himself to the next platform boss. 
popular Twitch streamer Trainwreck wanted to take over and invest money into Twitter. Although Hassan was quick to mock his idea. I mean, Hassan, that's all Hassan does. He mocks things. He's never actually done anything. Uh, but other interesting things that happened today outside of that. Now, okay, should I, is Mr. Beast going to be the next CEO? Probably not. But Elon is a bit of a wild card. And maybe he won't be the CEO, but maybe he could have like, you know, chief, chief influencer relations or something, something like that. Um, you know, I'm not totally sure. Um, he certainly knows what creators want. I, I mean, and maybe he could get like that. It said, Musk lifted thousands of bans on Twitter. Here's what they're tweeting. Many reinstated users are tweeting about topics that got them barred in the first place. Coup skepticism, elections, and the queue. You know, whether or not you agree with this stuff, right? Like, people should be allowed to share their opinions. When you ban people, it doesn't change their opinion. It just sends them another platform with a bunch of other people who have the same opinion, and it galvanizes them. It always goes back to the whole, like, the best disinfectant is sunlight statement. Because, like, there are things that I have questions about, but there are things that people have questions about that I just know is, like, not realistic, right? Remember, like, the magnet, magnetic thing that was going around and all this stuff? Like, so, so, I mean, like, but when that's out there, people can actually debunk it. Of course, they're tweeting about all the same things that the New York Times are upset about. Um, but it's it's interesting to see when you want when you're talking about some of these timelines and some of these things that, that go on. Elon's been on a bit of a warpath. Here just yesterday, Elon Musk taunts Chuck Schumer and uh, McConnell after Twitter poll shows opposition to the omnibus bill. The people have spoken. Now, if you're not aware, the omnibus omnibus bill is like two trillion dollars of United States taxpayer money going to everything that pretty much United States taxpayers don't want it to. Elon put out a post and uh, got overwhelmingly negative reaction, not Elon, but the bill. So it's like, where is the, where is the, who are you representing? The public has spoken. In addition to voting on Twitter surveys, many users commented their disapproval and in some instances, unbridled rage a Congress to, for trying to pass the massive bill. 1,400 pages, by the way. Musk, Musk's political enemies, however, took the poll as another opportunity to mock and ridicule his own disapproval for the legislation. Like any Twitter poll, the survey was not a true indicator of the public's opinion on the subject. For one, non-Americans could vote on the poll. That's fair. Although it's unclear whether the spending plan will get a thumbs up in more scientific polling. You see him saying, Senator Schumer and uh, House Leader McConnell, the public has spoken. They are overwhelmingly against the giant spending bill. Uh, we will have to drag these bloated hogs from the trough. Term limits time. I agree. You know, the thing is with the, with the Republicans, you know, like, hey, for, for everyone who thinks I don't crit criticize Republicans too, I mean, listen up. They're in on the grift too. If you saw how the... The vote was today. I think there's 18 Republicans. Was it 18? That voted for it. They're in on the grift too. They're all getting paid. All their pork's getting, getting, you know, they're getting all their pork. You see Justin Amash. Heck no. Even setting aside the undoubtful awfulness of the measure within the bill, how can Congress ethically approve something they absolutely will not have time to review? It's a breach of fiduciary duty to the American people. 
Public health activist Alexander Hunt blasted Musk for tweeting. You're really not in a position to be handing out spending advice right now? Um, why? Pretty sure he spends more money than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that, and uh, let's see, he got 200 likes. Not very good. This on top of the Wall Street Journal reporting. So he's been a bit of, kind of, a, bit of a rough, rough patch here. Uh, talking about advertisers. Uh, since taking over Twitter, Elon Musk has rapidly made big changes, laying off employees, which, by the way, he saved $3 billion by cutting costs, which is crazy. Tweaking posting rules and suspending and reinstating accounts. There's one group he has had struggled to manage, and that's one to the vitals company's future, advertisers. Well, I'll tell you this. Advertisers are actually not vital to Twitter's future. They don't want to be dependent on that. That's why he has Twitter Blue. About 70% of Twitter's top 100 ad spenders from before Mr. Musk takeover weren't spending on the platform as of the week ending December 18th, according to an analysis of data. Well, also, this doesn't take into effect any, uh, into effect any new advertisers that could be on Twitter, by the way. And also, let me be very clear from an advertising perspective, if people were making money on the platform and they choose to not advertise there for ideological reasons, they're breaking their fiduciary duty to their shareholders by not maximizing profits. They will all come back. Uh, almost certainly these advertisers will come back. And ultimately, you know, the entire market's down. I think I had more views than ever on YouTube uh, in December and November, and they weren't anywhere near my biggest uh, check. You know, it's just advertising is down. It just has been. Uh, and it's hard to say when it's going to come back because next year, probably not going to come back. It's going to be interesting to see. And again, these people keep using advertisers against Elon, but they're also the ones harassing them. Hi, I'm a general douche from the Wall Street Journal. What's it like? Uh, I was just curious if you had any comment about advertising on uh, the most evil man on the planet's website. Do I think Mr. Beast would take over as CEO? Probably not. Do I think that he could advise Elon and whoever's in charge on some very important issues as a content creator? Absolutely. I want to see more people who understand the system, the ecosystem, have a take on it. Certainly Mr. Beast, in terms of representing a YouTuber, would be a far better candidate than, say, me telling Elon what he needs to do. So I'm 100% for it. I'm with it. Jimmy for... I don't know, chief marketing officer or chief content officer, CCO or something like that. And uh, stranger things have happened. I don't know I, how I missed this. Probably you know, I got a little bit of tunnel vision with the Twitter files and I apologize for that. I missed out on some amazing cringe that I'm gonna share with you now because I love you deeply. Uh, if you enjoy my videos, by the way, and you haven't yet subscribed, please do consider clicking that red subscribe button down below. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. It helps the channel grow. It helps new people find the channel and tells YouTube that, you know, some people care about the content I make. Now, we all know that Taylor Lorenz, um, you know, she was banned on her 93rd birthday from Twitter. Pretty, pretty tough day, you know. You're celebrating 93 years on this planet and... It gets spoiled. It's like a spider in her birthday cake. I don't know if you have birthday cake when you're that old. Perhaps birthday Ovaltine. 
But, you know, I think it's been pretty, it's been a pretty rough go of it. I mean, she's widely disrespected as a quote unquote journalist, uh, mocked uh, mercilessly uh, as uh, what she really is, is an internet hall monitor, a woman born into tremendous wealth, multimillionaire parents sent her to Swiss private high school and other private schools. And now she tells other people what they can and can't say on the internet. Well, a epic meltdown resurfaced that we're gonna that we're all gonna have a little bit of fun with today. Uh, I'm not gonna run an ad. I'm just gonna let, let you know I put all of our cocoa on sale today, 15% off because it's colder than a witch's whatever out there. If you haven't tried our cocoa yet, it's made with real cacao. It's really high quality, excellent stuff. Pick up a couple of bags and uh, try it out. You know, maybe you want to try our coffee, tea, and cocoa too, but. I want more people to try our cocoa because I think it's really, really good. And um, if you have tried it, take a picture, leave a review. Of course, Taylor Lorenz slammed for hypocrisy and jealousy after going after former New York Times colleague Barry Weiss. Lorenz accused of unbridled jealousy after going after Barry Weiss for launching a new website. Of course, Taylor Lorenz, in my opinion, really dislikes successful women. Like, it's just kind of the... I don't really want to reduce it to that because it's like, ah, women, caddy, ha, chicks, am I right? But I mean, her body of work suggests this. She seems to cover like explicitly uh, more successful women, um, doxing like libs of TikTok, for example. Lorenz, who like Weiss, previously worked at the New York Times, responded to an article about her former gray lady colleague starting her new media venture, The Free Press, by tweeting, Notable what gets framed as buzzy media startup. If you start off rich, have a rich spouse, rich friends, and don't follow any journalistic ethical rules and focus your content solely on serving the interests of extremely powerful rich people, you can go far. <laughs> Jealous much? And, and by the way, project much? Taylor Lorenz, you are super rich. You were born super rich. You're so rich you keep your apartment at 90 degrees. You spend $2,000 a month on heating bills because whatever. You, you have like the same living conditions as a chameleon, lizard. Critics quickly accused Lorenz, an outspoken left-wing voice and native of affluent old Greenwich, Connecticut, of projecting and pointing out that she comes from a privileged, wealthy family and has been accused of violating journalism ethics on several high-profile occasions. Lorenz has been accused of doxing, contacting minors for comments without parental permission, and misleading readers when uh, about whether she asked the subject of a report for comment, among other controversies. New York reporter John Levine, a frequent critic of Lorenz, took notice. Taylor comes from a massively wealthy family in Connecticut and attended a $90,000 a year Swiss boarding school. She currently works for Jeff Bezos, and her fam and her work routinely flouts journalistic standards and ethics, Levine wrote. This isn't a glass house. It's a glass superdome. While Taylor Lorenz complains about journalistic ethics, let us remember that time that George Conway had to go on Twitter to publicly tell her to stop contacting his 15-year-old daughter for dirt on her mom, podcaster Noam Blum wrote. Quote, Taylor Lorenz lecturing anyone about being rich and without ethics is like OJ giving marriage seminars. Writer Bethany Mandel reacted 
to another user who wrote, Taylor Lorenz lecturing others about journalism ethics is like Casey Anthony lecturing about parents, parenting. Another user called Lorenz's tweet objectively hilarious. One critic responded, miss your house's glass. Another critic responded, I'm confused. It sounds like you're describing yourself, but the context clues make it sound like it's meaning about someone else. <laughs> I mean, this is somebody who's since moved from the New York Times to the Post and recently made headlines for attacking a colleague as absurd over a tweet suggesting people shouldn't be afraid to leave their homes. Now, she obviously routinely goes to parties and travels and does all these kind of things, but you know, she lives on a different planet. She's better than you. She's always been better than you. From the minute she was born, she was better than you and me and me. In 2020, she repeatedly publicized a 15-year-old's TikTok post and alleged, allegedly reaching out directly to the minor without the parent's permission. In 2021, Lorenz falsely accused business tech entrepreneur Mark Anderson of using the, quote, R word, which she later admitted was an error. In April, she doxed the identity of popular right-wing Twitter personality libs of TikTok just days after she declared the online harassment of women during an interview on cable television. By the way, a woman runs that Twitter handle. She was also forced to walk back a claim where she was being that she was being relentlessly harassed by so-called Drudge Report editor, later claiming it was, quote, a joke. You mean you lied and got called out? Many others mock Lorenz for her latest viral take as well. Part of Barry derangement syndrome is just pure unbridled jealousy. Taylor Lorenz lecturing other about journal, others about journalistic ethics is like Michael Avenatti lecturing others on legal ethics. Zero self-awareness, almost legendarily so. Abigail Schreier, when you're making Taylor Lorenz seethe with envy, you're doing something right. Congratulations. Uh, here's uh, Pradheep Shanker. Taylor Lorenz is one from a rich family, went to Swiss boarding schools. Two, has a narrow focus in the media job most don't care about. Three, doxed people as a journalist. And then Bobby Trivett says she's literally describing Taylor Lorenz. Oh, but it gets so much worse. All this, you know, remember when, when, uh, when, remember when uh, <clears throat> Elon Musk banned her temporarily for past doxing behavior? Now, some people correctly pointed out to me that Unless it was permanent, all it was going to do is give her clout, which is true. I do think that Elon was a little knee-jerk with a lot of his bands and stuff like that. But understandably so because, well, you know, his family was being put at risk by these quote-unquote journalists. But uh, this video is amazing. <laughs> I don't want to say I started this Taylor Lorenz's 97, 86 years old thing, but it's clearly caught on. Now, I mean, and by the way, she sees people calling her old, right? Um, this says, this is a comment that says, why is a 43-year-old woman covering tech? <laughs> and the very first thing she says, um, first of all, I'm not 43. You're right. You're 83. Everyone knows that not 43 but aging is a gift and i hope to reach 43 at some point in a few years i want to talk <laughs> she's so sensitive about her age it's probably because she's stuck in high school still like she legitimately cares about high school stuff she's deep in her 40s and she spends all day on tiktok like tiktok should have an age limit for crying out loud 
talk about why people leave comments like this. Myself and Joanna Stern of the Wall Street Journal are two of the youngest tech columnists in the industry. You're not a tech columnist. You're an internet hall monitor. Your job is pointless. Your existence could is worthless. It makes no it makes no impact on society whatsoever. Now, yes, you have more money than I'll ever have. That's a fact. She's probably just waiting out her family so she can inherit that money and then buy her own newspaper and write about pointless crap too. By the way, she's being sued for defaming another uh, another TikTok person, agency hatter, agency run, uh, runner, and then it says like uh, replying to Giga Chad Doomer. <laughs> It's the misogyny, babe. Some of the replies, you don't look 43. I was thinking 46 or 47. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. Taylor L. Lorenz. You need to have a chat with Sarah Lacey. She was tech journaling back in 2000s in her 30s. I mean, like most of these people are like, nah, you're not one of the only people. You look good for 50. <laughs> the comments are amazing. You look older. Love this journey you're on. <laughs> oh my God. What an amazing time to be alive. Taylor Lorenz uh, is an internet hall monitor, a cry bully, a doxer, uh, and all around, in my opinion, uh, not well-intentioned person. Looks like uh, Elon Musk truly did unload on a snivelly little entitled brat who was totally trying to own him in a Twitter space. Uh, I initially thought it wasn't actually him who said it. So I put out a tweet, white knighting for him, saying like, wait a minute, the sound doesn't sound like Elon. But then the more I like listened over and over and then I found actual space, pretty sure it was. Well, there was a former Twitter employee at current Netflix employee that really wanted to take the opportunity to stick it to Elon and prove that he knows nothing at all whatsoever. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I assume that's what it is. That's what he thought he was going to get over. And it was just really cringe. Um, but obviously like probably the most important moment in this guy's life. You're a Jack, a <laughs> moment. Chief twit. Elon Musk loses his cool when he's asked a pointed question about the tech giant software engineering during a Twitter space, then brands his interrogator a moron. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what essentially what it, it sounded like, I'll play it for you because it was really cringe. But it was like, uh, can you uh, explain a, a super complex thing like right now for everyone listening to, 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 prove the, to prove that you know what you're talking about? And the tone of the guy, you could just tell immediately it was not in good faith. So it was like one of those weird things where it was like, bro, this guy's clearly not asking in good faith. So why, why are you, why should you even entertain his answer in good faith? Like, it's, it's just very, it's like, you know, when somebody on Twitter might ask something and it's like, I'm pretty sure they're, they don't really want the answer. That's exactly what this was. Elon Musk lost his cool when he was asked a pointed question about Twitter software engineering on Tuesday night before branding his interrogator a moron. Answering a question from Hots, who uh, Musk 51 said that 
Twitter would need a total rewrite of the whole thing if the platform wanted to have really high velocity. This prompted a surprise response from Brown, who was given the virtual microphone to Chief Twit. Now, this person is a former Twitter employee, um, probably knows a little bit of something about it, but just listen to how, like, just this is not how you ask questions. Um, when you when yeah. you say when you say crazy stack, what do you mean? Like, break it down. So stack is like basically all the pieces of the technology that build the software. Have you seen have you seen George's like <laughs> diagram? No, no, no. I mean, like, what do you mean by are, are you? Crazy? No, no. Seriously, do, do, do you, come oh, on, buddy. Come on. Who who are you? So he said, "Come on, bud. He's he's like a he's like sounds like destiny, or like uh, one of these like leftoid debate me bros." What do you mean? Who am I? <laughs> I don't know. You gave me the. <laughs> I got no. I didn't give you the mic. His name is Ian Brown, by the way. I, I, I'm I'm doing the mic, and let's let's keep it let's keep it civil in my space. I mean, yeah. Like what? No, no, man. You're in charge of the servers and the programming, whatever. Like what is uh, the uh, stack? Uh, 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 we, we Elon, keep things on, technical man. in my space, please. Take take it take it take me from top to bottom. What does the stack look like right now? What's so crazy about it? So he's obviously trying to imply that Elon Musk doesn't know anything and that he couldn't possibly understand it and blah 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 blah. What's so abnormal about this stack versus every other large scale system on the planet, buddy? Come on. They see like the condescension. When he's just saying, buddy, oh, come on, come on, man. It's like he's he's obviously saying, you know, hey, you, I clearly think you know nothing, and this is my big moment to totally own you. All right, so first off. Amazing. Know. Wow, Wait. you're a jackass. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right. So I initially thought that that was someone else that said that, but it was him. Um. So, I, you know, I think, you know, First of all, the answer, the answer to that question probably takes a really long time. Um, I'm pretty sure that Elon understands more than just the basics. But even on top of that, I'm pretty sure that whoever he employs, right, like to handle that has informed him of such a mess. And, you know, it turns out this guy is a former Twitter employee. Uh, he's like, ha, okay, I've got no credibility here, buddy. I've got no idea what I'm talking about, Brown says so sarcastically as a virtual mic is taken away from him. Good, what a moron, Musk says in response in an attempt to get the final word in an embarrassing exchange. Hot's a hacker known for iOS jailbreaks and reverse engineering the PlayStation 3 and subsequent lawsuit brought by Sony was hired by Musk in November to help him, quote, fix Twitter. However, 12 weeks on, he announced on the platform that he was stepping down, said he didn't think there's any real impact he could make there. I mean, okay, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a negative thing, uh, but that's how they're spinning it, obviously. The Twitter space outburst came after, uh, obviously, Elon announced that he was going to uh, um, step down as CEO. I mean, I think it's pretty clear when you look at this person, uh, th they were not coming from a position of good faith. It was a gotcha question, I think. Certainly, it did get him. Um, I'm pretty sure he was probably like, wait, what, 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 who are you even? Like, he didn't know who he was. It was just some random person uh, came into the space. I'm sure he's not very happy about that. 
Um, you can see the remark prompted a response from Brown, a developer for Netflix who worked at Twitter for eight years before leaving the company in October 2021. Wait, seriously, a total rewrite? That's your prediction? Uh, prediction for velocity? Yeah, must said. Well, when you say a total rewrite, you mean starting with a skeleton, asked Hots, a well-known hacker, blah, 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 who resigned from Twitter earlier in the day. He didn't really resign. He was like an intern. He was just donating his time from what I understand. Or a bunch of engineers sit down with the whiteboard and say, what is Twitter revolution or reform? Brown responded with laughing hysterically emoji, which appeared briefly on his avatar as part of the function of Twitter spaces to express themselves while someone else is talking. Musk replied, you either need to amend this crazy stack that exists or rewrite it. Brown chimed in once again, grilling Musk over what he actually meant if he could break it down. Who are you? An agitated Musk said. What do you mean, who am I? I don't know. You gave me the effing mic. Like, why doesn't he just say I'm a former Twitter employee? You know, I think it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty sad to, to see, like, the guy is a jackhole. Like, there's just no question about it. There, there's no, there's really no, like, it's like, man, if you wanted to answer that question or ask that question, like, maybe, like, he didn't, he, well, that's the thing. He wasn't interested in uh, actually engaging in any kind of conversation. He clearly doesn't like Elon Musk. He left in October 2021 after it was established that Elon was buying or making a bid to buy the platform. He moved to Netflix and this is a you know obviously a big deal for him now. He totally got one over on Elon. I'm sure that if you asked Elon in a you know and gave him like you know five seconds to think about it, he could go on and explain the answer. But the guy kept interrupting him and forcing himself into the conversation. Uh, he never even really gave him a chance to answer. I think that, you know, it, it's interesting to see, you know, this is a guy that worked at Twitter for eight years. Maybe he's a little butthurt that, that, you know, maybe he was a part of that and he's a little butthurt that Elon's insulting his, his project. I don't know, but I don't think this looks good really for either of them. Elon's got to be able to answer these questions if he's going to put this stuff out there. Um, but I think he got flustered because this guy came at him with such velocity and so such anger um, that like, I'm sure Elon could have answered it, but probably his BS radar was going off or he didn't feel like this guy was answering in, in any kind of good faith. So why should he give good faith? Which is something I often say. It's like these like debate me bros uh, on Twitter or like, I mean, it's kind of just like a dead space now, but it was really annoyingly popular for a while. And it's like, they don't ask any questions in good faith. It's about the tactics of debate. It's not actually about convincing, changing anybody's minds. And there's something to be said for the entertainment in that. But like this guy came in for his big moment. He's probably just creaming into his soy latte uh, nonstop after he believes that he got one over on Elon. Now, I'm sure Elon could have answered his question if he had like a few seconds to think about it. He wanted him to explain top down, you know, why Twitter was different than other systems. I'm pretty sure Elon knows a few, a thing or two. You know, I think he, I, that's like one of those, this weird leftist tropes. Like you can say you don't like the guy and I, and like, that's fine. You can say you don't like Tesla's that's fine. But like this weird cope on the left about like how, he just doesn't know anything at all whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not backed by any kind of real science. And like, just look at the scoreboard. Look at look at how you know. Look at what SpaceX is doing. What I mean, what is this guy doing? He's so cog in the machine at Netflix. So I mean, 
it's, you know, I'm sure this is a big moment for him. And, uh, you know, he probably isn't a moron, but he's a douchebag. You know, he came across as one at least. It's a big moment for him. Real big smug moment for him. So uh, I, I don't blame I don't blame Elon for getting irritated with it because a guy like came came out of nowhere. Like, you know, I think like congratulations to IGB for calling out Elon Musk. Like calling him out. Nice pronouns in the bio. Like, what do you even you you are like <laughs> I don't even understand. The bad news is almost certain that we will totally self-own with our own usual uninformed opinions and bad takes. I, I, I suppose, like, the, these people aren't really interested in good faith conversation, but I do think it's pretty funny. So, I see you link your Mastodon. Good for you. Enjoy your ma enjoy Mastodon, buddy. The circle jerk over there. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. We'll be going live. Uh, Sydney Watson and I will be going live just after 5 p.m. today. So I hope to see you there and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you.